Today on We Need to Talk, we're back with Jer from FilmSims to talk about category theory. Was Plato right? Was Aristotle right? Who knows? We need to talk. We'll define something more generally. Uh, I'll give the example here of the ship of thesis. Uh, we kind of talked about this a while back, Peter, on an episode, but there's this idea of let's say you take a cell in your body or like a, a cell and you kind of take it out you replace it with a copy of it uh and you do this for every cell in your body is that still you and this was kind of actually given back as an example say with the ship thesis which is uh i think it was an aristotle idea maybe in plato but essentially there's a ship that they had where uh it'd been around for forever and they were doing these general repairs where essentially they're, you know, taking boards that were kind of rotted out, replacing them, and the crew would get replaced, you know, over time. And essentially, the ship has been rebuilt technically over like a hundred, couple hundred years. Probably not saying that quite right. But essentially, the ship is still called the ship of thesis, but it has completely different wood, completely different ship, you know, c- crew. Everything is different about it. It kind of looks the same, but is that the same ship? And that's kind of the question there. But what makes that thing exist over that period of time? Mm-hmm. And I've thought a lot about that since we, what, four years ago, <laughs> five years ago, when I start, first talked about that. Yeah. I think the what I've come to the conclusion of is, yes, that is still the same ship. And it's because it's the idea of the ship is what gives it what it is, not the physical makeup in and of itself. Like, that ship existed when it was blueprints. That ship existed when it was a pile of materials. That ship existed in its first iteration, and it exists now in its current iteration. Because the idea of the ship, once it had its name, still persists. Persists in a metaphysical level. I would agree, yeah. I don't... uh, I think it's... Like you said, the idea of it, and it's not like... You could take the old boards and say that this is the ship. It's just a part of it, but it got replaced. Much like, you know, uh, you can replace parts of anything and still have that whole, uh, even if it's the whole thing, it was little by little. And I think that also Mm -hmm. uh, lends itself to the ship still being the ship of Theseus. So let's take this example. Let's say you take the ship and you take all the parts, you take them apart, and then you put them back together, but in a different way. Let's say you build a house out of them. It's made of the same exact things. Is that still the ship of thesis? It's the house of thesis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's an, it's a different thing now. It's not a ship anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and I think the ship also would have to just maintain its general shape in some ways to be like, uh, still be the ship of thesis. I think once you change the shape, uh, especially if from one object to another, uh, you're you're modifying the the spirit of the thing in a way. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a, kind of a question with these projects to maintain historical homes mm-hmm. and locations. Uh, they don't want much modification to them because that kind of changes it. And there is that kind of I, I don't know if you guys would agree, but I believe there's a kind of like a uh, a line where. Obviously, if you don't change it at all, it's very clearly, say, the same thing. But the more you kind of change it, the more make modifications. Like maybe you add like an extra little uh, 
I don't know, quarters or he's just got the insides and it looks the same from the outside. Like the more he changes it, there's a sliding line to where it becomes not the same thing. And I think that's something that people kind of recognize with the historical homes and kind of locations. Yeah. Uh, but where that actual point is, where it stops becoming that thing and becomes another thing is, for me, that's really hard to draw that line there. I mean, and everything's living in that sense. Like uh, anything that is, is a, like a concept in and of itself is a living thing that in that it can change what it looks like as time progresses on. And I don't think that's it be it tearing down, but rather it being added to that. The definition of this thing is now what it was and what it is. And eventually what it will be will be added in as well. But it's kind of a living, living thing in that way that you add an addition onto a house. It's still that same house, but with another thing. Um, and, the, you know, the if you tear down the ship to build a house, it's not the ship anymore because the idea of the ship is gone. But the tearing down of the ship becomes a part of the idea of the ship. And maybe you could even build it again with different parts if you have the same... Uh, spirit behind it. I, I think that was a, a good word that you used there, Jer. Yeah. Now, let's say you built an exact copy of that ship, mm -hmm. but you use different parts, and the original still exists. Is that the ship of Theseus? Theseus 2. Yeah. The sequel <laughs> to Theseus. I think, uh, yeah, I think the, the name of it would have to be up to Theseus, uh, or whoever is running the estate of Theseus at that point. Uh, mm -hmm. because first off, if you have two ships of Theseus, it's going to be a very confusing fleet. Um, second, um, I think they, I think that's, uh, that, you know, that's up to the creator or the person who's using it the most or referring to it in that moment. Uh, what mm -hmm. is like the ship of Theseus? Mm -hmm. Quotation marks. Right. What would be the measuring factor there? Like if you couldn't tell the two apart, like how could you know? Which one was which? I'll slap a sticker on one. <laughs> yeah, I'll look on the underside. That's where the barcode is. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little bit of that idea actually in kind of physics a little bit because uh, a big idea in physics is like say fundamental particles are identical. Like they have different properties to them, but those properties can change. Uh, and one electron has no difference from any other electron, same with protons and so on and so forth. So kind of the claim there is that there is a similarity between things and therefore we can't tell any two apart necessarily, except from say the gradual change of measurements they can make. Mm -hmm. Like if they see like a particle with these same measurements kind of being found here and then over here, you can assert that they're the same particle or that whatever that conservation is happening, it's being transferred from here to over there. So we assume it's the same particle, right. but it may or may not be because they're all self-similar. Yeah. So just a little bit of weird world sort of thing there. You can also get that in programming because in programming, you can get, create exact copies of something mm -hmm. and those things, like w w which one's the original, which one's not, like it's impossible to kind of really decide. Right. I think you another... Like if you mix them all up. Uh, what do you mean exactly? Because otherwise you could just go by like the date they were created and the first one is still the first one. Mm -hmm. You're saying if you put them all next to each other 
and don't know which one is which, someone else lines them up in a random order. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be able to be like, oh, that's the one. Yeah. And then there's nothing necessarily identifying about it being the first, yeah. unless there is a tag of date on there. So they're all self-similar. I think the first did exists outside of like the physical form like we know there is it exists somewhere in the physical form right which one it is i might not be able to tell you but the idea of the first one existing does still exist so in that way no you may not be able to tell which one it is but you know there is one Uh i think being able to tell which one it is irrelevant to the very idea of the thing in and of itself we do place a lot of value in that sort of stuff too, the, like the mental aspects. Uh, like two real quick are, um, if somebody was a serial killer and uh, they have a really nice shirt for sale, you'll say like hot, and then they're selling their the, the belongings and they have a really nice shirt. Would you buy that shirt and wear it? No, probably not. Well, why not? I feel like it, first off, I would I don't want to give money to a serial killer. Uh, second, it would have to be a very good shirt. Mm-hmm. Let's we'll say the money is going to the family of the victims. Is that a shirt that the serial killer wore, or one that this just has their picture on it? This is one that they owned, probably wore, but it's in perfect condition. And this is a shirt that you would wear normally. Is that a very good deal too? is just directly paypaling the family the money an option no no this is a shirt that you looked at and you're like oh man this is a nice shirt oh yeah this is going this is from a serial killer but the proceeds are going to the family I guess I would buy it you would? yeah okay I think I would buy it but I would also sell it (laughs) (laughs) Like, turn around, sell on eBay or whatever. Meter? No, man, I don't want that juju. <laughs> Fuck that noise. What about it is making you say no? Is it just like the ethereal kind of conceptual aspect to it? Yeah, man, there's bad there's bad energy in that shit. Mm-hmm. So, I personally would say no as well, but there's not a logical reason for it. Mm. And that's kind of the original aspect, because if you're to line that shirt up, like say you're interested in that shirt, and then there's like, you're looking to buy a shirt, and there's five other shirts that weren't from that same person, although clearly identical, if you're told one of these is from the serial killer, you're probably not going to want to buy that one, unless you have some sort of like, I don't know, you find it cool or whatever, there's some aspect about it. But usually we're kind of just like, stay away from this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so that's kind of an instance of, say, originality or source. That matters, even if the identifying features aren't inherent to the thing itself. Well, I think the what like the the issue for me there is that it's there's the mental aspect of it that is attached to that thing. Even if that thing doesn't physically hold a trait, it does in the sense that I know it's there. And when I'm wearing it, when I'm looking at it, whatever, that the idea of that terrible thing is perpetuating. And mm-hmm. I don't want to perpetuate something that has that negative connotation. Yeah. That's, I guess that's why my answer for it was also that I would buy it because it would be for a good cause, but I don't know if I would do much with it 
like physical objects like in my possession they would probably you know wind up in the trash or um being sold or whatever um but yeah i i agree with you there's like a um even if it's an identical thing it's kind of a weird thing to invite into your space like it's yeah. your your mental space in a way mm -hmm. uh, the contrary example to that as well is uh so there's been many instances of uh guitars selling their guitars like very famous ones so for instance eddie van halen had his signature guitar and had a very distinctive look to it and there's been many replicas of that guitar and i believe the actual guitar itself is actually sold at auction but and, you know the rep replicas even if they're like almost exact copies are never going to sell for the same price or even close to it probably going to sell for a very modest price but the replica like the exact copy that one has that additional sort of like heightened uh sense of value to it mm -hmm. and people are far more likely to purchase it and I, I think in a similar way where that shirt has that negative associated value mm -hmm. this guitar although it's identical say hypothetically to the other ones has this associated sort of higher value to it mm -hmm. kind of the og yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah, I, have, I have a copy of uh of the bible there's a millions of copies of it but the one i have was my grand my late grandfather's so like that has a sentimental value to it that i want to perpetuate and probably holds value to a very very select group of people <laughs> those who knew my grandfather um and the, those even those levels of sentimental value are different depending on who that is to the people who do have that sentimental value mm -hmm. um which is super interesting in general uh, but I think that just is value in general changes depending on context. Yeah. Just like definitions, just like penguins. Mm -hmm. If I if I was able to get a hold of my grandfather's penguin, like that would mean a lot to me. You only had one penguin. Yeah, just the one. It's a little strange. I think you have more than one. You'd think. Yeah, I mean, once they've you know had their kids, they're they're fine, they're good, they're not like the most yeah. social animals. And if I recall, uh, he was buried with it, right? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. which was weird because they were still alive. Yeah, well, my grandfather. I mean, <laughs> let's go back to that dark comedy topic. Yeah. <laughs> One aspect I've been kind of interested with with the sympathesis idea is that with organizations. Because I've thought about this, and like I don't want to like say necessarily defend organizations in any sort of way, mm -hmm. uh, but so there's this idea where what is an organization? An organization is a couple of things. Let's say a company, a corporation, or let's just say a standard company. So there's number one the assets to make it up, say buildings, uh, technology, you know whatever they have, but more so it's kind of the people that make up that organization. Uh, let's say over a number of years. It, the company's turned in a way where there's nobody who worked in that company before. So let's say over 20 years, everyone that worked at at that point is no longer working there. It's all new people. Is that the same organization? And let's say, getting a little bit more crazy here, if that organization in the past did something bad, say 20 years ago, and now they're completely different people, should that organization be treated the same as far as accountability goes? So kind of two questions there. Mm. Yes and no. That's a great answer right there. Yeah. <laughs> how would you, how do you explain that meter? 
um, the idea of the original company still exists. If the idea of the company, the spirit of the company in its original formation or organization or whatever still exists and is perpetuating, then that company still exists in its original form. Um, even with all new players, if they all have the same vision, the same mission, and it's actually being followed, then it still exists. Uh, if that has changed in some way, then the old one exists in idea, and the new one exists as a shift from the original, and the new thing has the original as a part of it, but is not the original in and of itself. It's a new thing all its own. It's that shift of progression over time and something can change and the old thing still exists, but now a new thing exists that has the old thing as a part of it. Yeah. Being built on the ruins, if you will. I guess in a sort of way, like uh, even if the people didn't change, if the company, say, end result or same, like the company was like almost indistinguishable, besides the people that were actually working in it from like, you know, pe being the same exact people or being different people. It's the same company in that sort of way. So I guess whether they continue in a direction or are, you know, say expected to sort of change there. Uh, what do you say, Jer? Yeah, I agree that the, the company still exists, uh, even if the people change. Uh, the goal is likely still the same. They're probably still doing kind of the same thing, even if it's evolved a little bit. Uh, it's kind of like, it's like kind of like the ship of Theseus. It's like branding, really. It's the I think it's the determination of the people who are um, using it. I guess would be the the best way uh, to put it, um, because the, it's the people within the company who determine what the company is and what it's called, um, so that people outside can identify where they are or what they're where they're working or whatever. Uh, so yeah, I would say it's the, it still exists. It could change, uh, it, you know, evolve drastically, but it's also still um, maybe it's more elastic than the the ship for sure. Um, but it's definitely still the company because they're still presumably working at the same goal to, in the same industry. Um, there would be no real reason to change uh, from what they quote unquote are. Mm. Yeah, I think where the question gets a little confusing sometimes is companies will often change their name as a way of avoiding, say, accountability. Right. Or maybe they're making that change to like internally too. Maybe they're completely changing how they do things and everything. Mm -hmm. But I've seen a lot of instances where a company will have a really bad reputation and then they'll change their name and maybe they're trying to get better in these different ways. So maybe there's some aspect there. And they're trying to dissociate to that. But it's kind of like, I don't know, maybe I have a terrible past, done some terrible things. So what I do is I change my name. And yeah. now people don't associate my name with all those terrible things. It's kind of like almost like a, a fake sort of thing. It's almost like calling the ship of DC as a ship of Greg <laughs> and just going with it. Yeah. <laughs> and so we have those. It sounds like we're very comfortable with loose kind of generalizations or categorizations. Mm -hmm. uh, but I guess the question is, how loose can you get? And Meter, you seem to be arguing that you can get very loose so long as communication can be guaranteed, or maybe not guaranteed, but as long as it's communicable. Uh, that's, yeah, that's my argument, is that the entirety of language is designed for communication of concepts. And if, as long as, 
both people are both people could be speaking completely different languages. They could be speaking their own unique language. They could be not speaking at all. As long as the ideas are being communicated effectively, the definitions don't matter. <laughs> if we decide to call rocks chairs, it may confuse the fuck out of Jair when we bring him over our house, but we understand what we're talking about. And eventually you will too when you become a part of our house. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can swim with that. It's um yeah, as long as the idea is clear and the idea is being represented, then you can call it a real it can it's it's in internal makeup can be whatever. Uh as long as it's still true to whatever it is you're trying to communicate, I guess would be the best way to put it. If you're trying to communicate a ship and it's the wood's different, but it's still the ship of Theseus, then by gum, that is the ship of Theseus, uh, or whatever company uh, did a terrible thing and is still hiring new people to replace the the terrible ones. And there's a there's a concept. Uh, I do a lot of phone work, and I've gone through a lot of different trainings. And there's one concept of when you're talking to somebody. Um, let's say you're in the roofing industry, and I and I'm on the phone talking to a customer, and they're like. You know, that thing at the top of the roof, um, or they call uh, a piece of what I might call uh, like trim, they call soffit or what, whatever. It, the, the concept is that my job is to understand what they're talking about and then to use their terminology to not confuse them so that we're, we make sure we're on the same page versus me correcting them and trying to like be like well this is an industry term like the term doesn't matter what matters is that we're on the same page and we're talking together and it's easier for somebody who knows the higher level terms to talk to talk on a layman term than the other way around than to me to try and be like well technically that's called an upper fascia board it's like who fucking cares what it's called <laughs> i know what you're talking about let's move forward we'll call it a soffit like even though it's definitely not a soffit yeah mm-hmm now that's context specific though i would assume because when you're facing a customer it's one thing but if you're talking to say some of the people doing the construction work like you probably wouldn't be so general with the words and they're a little bit off with what they're saying you could probably correct them because you wouldn't ensure that you're talking about the same exact thing like there's that level of specificity there am i am i wrong um no i mean you're probably right I think it would depend on a lot of a lot of context, but yeah, I think in a general sense, we would. There is a level where at some point you do need to know the right words for for things to make sure that when you're talking in a broader sense or in the future about the same thing, we're all on the same page and we're not calling something different. And I think beyond that, even like the idea that if we start talking with other people in the industry. Um, you know, the, the electrician wants to talk to the plumber who wants to talk to the builder, like all of them need to be using the same words. So if there's one set thing that's already in place, rather than changing everybody's definition, just change the one person who has a different definition in a one-on-one, it's a little easier to accept differences than in a grander sense. It's kind of the path of least resistance in that sense. Yeah. <clears throat> I definitely feel a lot of frustration communicating with people in instances where I call something the wrong thing, maybe, and then they start going crazy correcting me on it. Mm-hmm. Like, 
two examples. Uh, one example, this is actually back in college when we went to Walmart that one time, Steve. Uh, I was looking for a soldering iron. And so I went to Walmart and couldn't find it anywhere. So I asked somebody and I said, hey, you know where the soldering gun is? And the guy would ask me for like over a minute, like soldering gun, soldering gun. What are you talking about? Soldering gun. And then he's like, oh, soldering iron. Why didn't you say that? Oh, wow. Why do you call it a soldering gun? It doesn't look like it. And just start going. Mm-hmm. And now, number one, he was stupid because it's often referred to as a soldering gun. So there's that. So he just wasn't aware of that use of it. But even then, like, you know, like he could have figured it out eventually. Uh, I guess my, my other sense of that where I get really annoyed is like there's so many different types of pasta and I'm probably people are going to be offended with that. I, I, like I'm just like, oh, hey, look at this pasta right here. And like, uh, that's linguine. Uh, sorry, what? That's not pasta. That's linguine or that's fettuccine. And it's like, what? I don't know what the differences are. I don't care. <laughs> like this is this is like, a, I don't know, a flour and egg based product that it's got all this pasta stuff so people get really correcty with that or certain types of spices and stuff like that so that that is really frustrating in conversation i think you can slow the conversation down people just don't accept say some of the generalities to it no for sure i but that's something i usually try and bring to a conversation is as long as we're talking about the same thing and uh, there are there are instances where people are like it's clear they want the right word and they'll be like, you know that that thing uh, and they call it something and they're like I know that's not right and then I'll be like well I mean technically it's this but yeah no I get where you're going let's move the conversation forward mm-hmm. um, and I think that's totally fine to call something something different as long yeah. as you understand what you're talking about yeah I think one of the things about context is that you can always add more. Like if you're calling something pasta and someone's like confused by what you mean and you can like, well, it's the one that's twisty a little bit or whatever. Oh, rotini or whatever. Um, you can like always add more information to make what you're communicating clearer, um, which uh, just in a, you know, a functional sense. I think sometimes generality is, is important as a part of communicating because you can be too specific. If you say rotini, I may be like, what kind of drink is that? I don't yeah. mix one up. I'll try it. <laughs> but if you say pasta, like I'm going to know what that means. So one context and knowing the audience you're speaking to is super important to be able to either be hyper specific because you're talking to an expert or pull it back and be super general because you're talking to somebody who doesn't know about that type of thing. And both are fine as long as both parties are on the same page at the end of the day. You can always specify or unspecify if necessary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are there any instances, Jer, of communication kind of like that, that's kind of driving you a little bit crazy, like where people get overly specific with things? Uh, specificity, no, but sometimes with my like day job, like our customers will have one word for some aspect of uh, the, the software that we deliver, and internally we call it something else. Mm-hmm. And just trying to figure out like, oh, okay, for whatever reason, we told all the customers that X is called Y, uh, we call it Z. That's weird. But sure, I can, you know, once we figure it, once I I know the information, I can meet them halfway and uh, communicate better. But yes, it can be frustrating when uh, people don't agree on the name for a concept. Mm -hmm. It's a certain kind of realms. It's very important to have like a, a similar terminology, like the legal realm. 
uh, when I was in banking, it was, uh, you wanted to make sure you're using the right words because like, for instance, when you were kind of selling someone on a credit card, you'd have to talk about say, uh, uh, APR and API, mm-hmm. uh, it's API or whatever, but anyways, so, so <laughs> APR and APY, that's right. APR. And B, so, you know, anyway, but anyway, so there's a big difference between those two and people might be, might say, oh, so it's like this. And you have to correct and be like, no, it's not like this. It's like this. Oh, so it's like this. No, <laughs> because, you know, the, selling them on the legal disclosure aspect is very, very important. And if they have this like one or two words that are slightly incorrect, you could be selling them on a product that they're under the misimpression of. Mm-hmm. So in those kind of instances, especially in sort of any sort of contractual sense, you have to be very specific just because if, if there is any unclarity there or miscommunication that could occur, like that could end up with you losing a lawsuit to them. Right. Yeah. So I think we've determined that penguins aren't birds uh, and that they're actually a type of tortoise. I don't know how we came to that decision. We never but... talked about tortoises. Oh, we didn't? No, I thought we, the penguins were chairs. Oh, wait, shit, you're right. Penguins are chairs? Yeah. What kind of chairs, Horses though? are also chairs. It's it's the round body thing. Yeah. Okay. They're floating chairs. Yeah. So are penguins tortoises, then? No. No. Hmm. Not all penguins are tortoises, but all tortoises are penguins. Yeah. <sighs> okay. And then how does the chair relate to this? All are chairs. So there's like a... A, a all, general unifying set. They're all part of the chair kingdom. Yeah. A chair kingdom. Mm-hmm. Th- that would be like a great, like, uh, like uh, amusement park. Like, mm-hmm. I can imagine all the different rides you go on to. Yeah. It would be great. Like, this by, is the way, by the way, everyone, this has been, this is spoilers for Game of Thrones. Uh, <laughs> it ends up, it's a penguin. The whole yeah. <laughs> it was a penguin all along. <laughs> it was a penguin all. <laughs> that's that's why people were so disappointed at the they end. They were really mad. There was a lot of correcting because I am a part of it was that some people think that some tortoises are love seats, but no penguins are couches, and it's yeah. uh, it's a lot of lot of innately about what is what. Uh, okay, I'm just gonna have to speak up on behalf of penguins here. Penguins are not couches; they're far more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I'm I'm on board with you. Just like some of these some of these Reddit nerds, fucking Reddit, just yeah, yeah you know. Reddit. Uh, now Reddit. Ooh, actually, one last topic here because I think we're about the end of this one. Uh, so Reddit is an interesting kind of idea of the ship thesis as well. Kind of what makes something something, because mm-hmm. obviously with Reddit, there's kind of the the general organization that kind of you know creates the website, maintains it. They provide some sort of uh, uh, mod sort of to it. So there's like high level mods and kind of can kick certain subs out of existence. Uh, and there's a community there aspect, but there's kind of like a high, like a multi tier sort of like a thing of what Reddit is. But it's like, I, I got to say, like, out of like, if ever reading a post somewhere, I can tell if it comes from Reddit, if it comes from, say, uh, a TikTok. Uh, I mean, TikTok's pretty obvious. They always have to water stamp there. But something based off like Reddit versus Facebook versus like uh, other sites as well. Like they have that kind of 
almost community dialogue that's kind of unique to those sites. Yeah. And I think there's that kind of weirder, larger definition of what makes Reddit Reddit or Tumblr Tumblr if Tumblr still exists. It does. Yeah. It's owned by Yahoo. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, and I'm not sure if, if that's an aspect you guys agree with necessarily, but like each site has its own community and that community, I think, defines the site in itself. Mm. Uh, if you do, YouTube's another instance as well. YouTube has this very specific community. Yeah. And if you kind of format it, say the replies or, the, you know, talking about things, like you can always tell what's different. Like Reddit's known for people making themselves smarter than that we are, you know, and kind of discussing things a little bit, you know, higher level. Yeah. Uh, with YouTube, it's more about memes and kind of uh, low level wittiness. I guess Reddit's like that too, but I, I feel like Reddit's a bit higher class of co- commentary than, than YouTube. Yeah, I think it's... I mean, if I were to distinct, uh, make a distinction between the two, I think YouTube seems to encourage more uh, short bursts of thought, mm-hmm. whereas Reddit, you can kind of stretch out and have like a long, uh, paragraphs long, like comments about something and then have someone shoot back more paragraphs at you. And, you know, mm-hmm. Facebook can be kind of the same way, whereas Twitter uh, would have like a hard limit on how many uh, characters you can use in your reply. I hate Twitter. Because when I read Twitter posts, they're either like very, very, so some of them are really good. Some of them are like super succinct mm. and like uh, very, I don't know, it's, it's, it's almost like poetry in a way. Like they're trying to fit this amount of data in this like a little bit of a mm. space. But a lot of times it's just kind of like someone, it's just train of thought kind of shit. It's just like, yeah, it, like I, I can't even make sense of it. It's like very poorly wording constructed, but people love it because they're like, oh yeah, this person said this. Oh wow, this is really insightful. It's like, it's just like they're blabbing. Like, I don't know. It's yeah. very unconstructed. But that's just, I, I'm, I'm bashing Twitter right now. Uh, <laughs> that's why you should follow us. Uh, Twitter.com slash WNTT1. You know? Yeah. We, we have very great posts there where we point to the episodes that we're posting. <laughs> yes. Pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Where would they find you, Jer? Uh, they would find me on, uh, you can find me on Twitter or Letterboxd, uh, the movie review social media. Uh, I'm swing dingling on both of them. And you can find me, um, of course, uh, the film simps at twitch.tv slash film simps uh, every Wednesday at six. Wonderful. Does, is is any of your, your stand up or your comedy uh, on somewhere that people can find it online or should they seek you out in person at? at shows coming up i would say keep an eye on my twitter like i said i'm building my my stuff up from zero so i don't uh think that if even if i'm not gonna even check if any stand-up videos still exist of me uh i probably hid them all uh, when i quit but uh i don't think they would be representative of what i'm doing now uh if even if they're up there so yeah and if people want to cancel you where should they do that oh twitter easily Okay. It's happened. It's happened already a couple times, and I, I just keep bouncing back. <laughs> well, thank you so much for for coming on. Uh, we'll put links in the description as well. Make it super easy, one click, and you're checking Jer out and going yeah. to his stuff. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. Thanks for having me out. This has been a blast. I could not agree more. Nate, what's your favorite type of penguin? So, if I was to give an example here, it'd be the kind that kind of like takes the rock and kind of rolls it around and does it for a while 
and then it sits on a rock just to test out to see whether it's egg enough for it. Was that like, Steve Austin? <laughs> like Stone Cold Steve Austin? Uh-huh. Like, psh, bow, 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 bow. Yeah. Austin 316? Yeah. Oh, wait, The Rock? Uh-huh. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So why? So why? Wait, why were you laughing if you didn't get the joke? Is that a pity laugh? Uh, yes. I'll take a pity laugh. I don't care. <laughs> is, I just thought it was random, and then I was like, "Oh, the Rock." I get it. He rolls the they, Rock around. They all yeah. register the same to me. Pity. <laughs> if it's a laugh, that's all that matters to me. I mean, that's def- definitely more on the pity side. But okay, so c- continue on. So the Rock was in that one movie that we saw, and then. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin was. Was The Rock in that movie with the penguins? Uh, was that like The March of the Penguins? No, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Oh. Uh, I don't think he was. Uh, I do think The Rock was in that uh, one movie about The Rock. Uh, Is this a porn, mate? It could be. <laughs> no. I mean, some porns have rock hard dicks, so there's that. Jesus yes. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> We need to talk. <laughs> but, all, but not all rock hard dicks are in porn. That's. 